Hi, I'm Ariana Lamarski, the host of What's Your Deal, the podcast where we read tarot for special guests. I'm very excited this week to have Karen Kilgariff come on the show. Hi, Karen. Hi. How was your spread? Oh my God, I I feel like I know exactly what to do now. <laughs> it's so exciting. So glad I could open up Karen's mind like this. <laughs> Go ahead and take a listen wherever you listen to podcasts. The House Where Death Lived. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. The lawyer and Nussbaum, a writer of children's books. They were upper middle class people. After intense negotiations, Steinberg agreed to talk to Inside Edition. He is a man on the edge. A jury believed he inflicted savage wounds on Lisa the last night of her life. But Steinberg denies even being with Lisa when she was hurt. Well, the simple fact is that you, you say you don't know how she got hurt. No, I know. This is going to check off a lot of boxes. Ooh. You're going to get a historic place. Ooh. You're going to get a haunting. Ooh. And you're going to get true crime. Yeah. All those things. I feel like, you know, we, because the name is Ghost Town. So mm-hmm. I think some people think like all the stories are about ghosts, even though mm-hmm. Ghost Town, by definition, has nothing to do with ghosts. Yeah, people and, have a hard time with this. Yeah. And even though it's heard. pretty well explained, but in fairness, I feel like we, you know, do cover ghost based things, yeah. but we haven't as much. We are, again, lately. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something that. Uh, you know, gave people some like haunted stuff. Yeah, you you got to get the people their fix. Yeah, they got to get their fix. But yeah. I, I but I found a little bit more. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I got a little I'm, more than I'm I bargained intrigued. for. And we're gonna talk about New York City, right? What's we're gonna that? go. We're gonna go back to New York City. Wow. <laughs> Did you say what's that? <laughs> like, it's not a funny bit when I'm like. What's that? Where people are like, I love the show Seinfeld. I'm like, like, never heard of it. Yeah. yeah you just go, it tastes like, uh-huh. So we're going to go to New York City, Greenwich Village. Oh. You can't afford it. I can't afford it. It's, you know, you're too cool. It's not, it's not, you're not cool never enough could. for it. No. You're not, you know what I mean? Exactly. And we've, we did a little New York City when we talked about the Tompkins Square Park riots. And we've yeah. talked about New York City a we bunch of times. We go to New York a fair amount and because so, it is very old and very fun. Yeah. And very spooky. And very cool. Ooh, and that's the most cool important guys. thing. If, yeah. As long as it's cool, this is. And Googleable, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if we can look you up very quickly. If we can find you on a, a ranking list that we can steal and use in this podcast. Mm. Oh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll take uh, you up on that challenge. I went, this, this one kind of sent me down a couple of rabbit holes though. Mm. This one, this one, this one definitely got to me. This one is the house of death. Interested? Me? Continue? House and death? No. Everything in between? (laughs) God, I don't care for it. What about duplex of death? Oh, okay. That's sensible. Brownstone? Condo. (laughs) Yeah. Part-time timeshare condo of death. Yeah. 55 and up condominiums a year. Yeah. Old uh, person's home ability. Of death. Of death. Of death. (laughs) Exactly. So the house of death, which when I was just in New York and I was like, I wish I went there. But I know I love plaques. I love Mm. a historical plaque. Absolutely. And I know I've seen this plaque before because I looked and I found the plaque. But the house of death address, if you want to go check it out, it's 14 
West 14 West 10th Street in Greenwich mm. Village. Ooh. The village, baby. Yeah. You know, it's like counterculture. Grab a slice in the East Village. Yeah. Rhythm of the city. Yeah. Ooh, oh, cool. Yeah. It was built in the 1850s in the kind of area of Washington Square Park, kind of near there, before got its infamous name, the Brownstone. Mm-hmm. It is a brownstone. Wow. It was members of New York's elite, including Mr. James Borman Johnson, Ooh. whose husband was a founding member of the Metropolitan Underground Railroad and mm. the Broadway Underground Railroad. So, Wait, deal is with it. a gay couple? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Our well, no, mi- no, Mrs. Mrs. James. Oh, Mrs. Okay. Mrs. James. This is, we're talking like the 1800s. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get progressive no yet. funny business yeah, brownstone. No. You know? And then there was this other rando dude who lived there in, 900, in 1900, Mark Twain. Mm. Oh. Never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I only know Samuel Clemens. Yeah. They're the same person. Did you not? The whole time you're what? like, what? You're like some of my favorites, Sammy Clemens. <laughs> Marky Mark Twain, <laughs> two of my faves, same Zach. person. In fact, the plaque there what? is was what it's indicating mm-hmm. that he lived there. Hmm. So pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, some say he never left. Bad roommate. Though. Yeah, no. <laughs> Bad. Like, fill the Brita. Okay? Yeah, it's God, like, what are we doing here? Oh uh, yeah, it, it doesn't include utilities. Oh, you think want? it includes internet? Can you keep it down? Yeah. Anyway. And then they were like, come on, Samuel. And he's like, I'm not Samuel. And he's like, fine. <laughs> Mark, Mark Twain. Well, I don't know who Mark Twain Jesus. is. So he always kind of mm. kind of skidded under because he always claimed that people call him the wrong name. So oh. that mm. worked out for him. Well, interesting. So, but he he lived there for a little over a year, but mm-hmm. uh, some say he never left. Who says uh, that? People. Oh. <laughs> people who see ghosts. I trust him. Yeah, people who see ghosts. Uh, they said there was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you hear that door just shut? You guys, I don't know if you heard that, but my bathroom door shut. Mark Twain is here. Yeah. And he is not happy. He's like, well, Samuel Clemens isn't. (laughs) This place is home. Yeah. So that's our Southern accents for the remainder of this. I guess so. That's pretty much it. It's a long day's journey tonight over here. Whoa. But in the 1930s, a mother and daughter claimed to have announced, encountered the author sitting near a window where he stated, and I quote, A famous ghost. Oh, God. Should I do an accent? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Are you sure? It's going to be bad. Oh, my God. Do it. My name is Clemens, (laughs) and I has a problem here, and I got to settle. He disappeared (laughs) moments later. (laughs) Do it one more time. One more time. Just one more time. My name is Clemens, and I has a problem here. I gotta settle. <laughs> I has a, you didn't, one of the most important American authors didn't know the right verb agreement? I mean, that was. Do one more time. <laughs> one more. This is the third one. Because the third one summons him. Yeah, know, even though he's already in your he's bathroom. In my bathroom. Now, my name is Clemens. And I has a problem here. I got to settle. He disappeared moments later in Seersucker. I'm assuming. I just added <laughs> yeah. that part. I thought he was all in white. We have white. I mean, like see, yeah, a little cane, and mustache. Linen? Like summer New York linens? He, he, looked, he looked like whatever the KFC. Yeah, like, he looks uh, like the KFC Colonel guy. Sanders, we yeah. all know that. Yeah, that's more important. And so they're like, damn. Yeah. Well, that was that. <laughs> As the demand for housing grew in NYC, many brownstones were converted to multifamily apartments. Mm-hmm. Gotta get those people in. Yeah, you gotta. Gotta get that Time money. change in. You can't Listen, there's a lot of alone. people moving. There's all, you know what I mean? Like New York mm-hmm. City is a lot of people living there. Oh, yeah. Melting pot. Absolutely. Ellis Island's down the street. Ellis Island exists yeah. in New York City. It does. Correct. And it was transformed into a single family home, into 10 apartments in 1937. Each one as haunted as, we promise you. 
all of these are equally haunted. They are all as haunted as the last. You will not get less of a haunting or more of a haunting than your neighbors. I'm only guaranteeing three. <laughs> According to New York Post, mm-hmm. actress Jan Brian Bartell and her husband moved into the top floor apartment, mm-hmm. which was one time a servant's quarters, okay. and almost immediately began feeling a presence she described as a monstrous moving shadow. Whoa. She documented. I, she's like, I know moving shadows, and they are generally like, okay, I'm pretty adjusted Chill, to them. What's up, what's up? This one was monstrous. Was monstrous. Now, coincidentally, she documented her struggle with the paranormal in her book. Of course, Spindrift Spray I love from that a soda. S- uh, me too. I was just gonna say, <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, I and, and Spindrift. If you are out there, yeah. we want. Your soda. I won't call it spendthrift. No. Spin shift. I love the spindrift. Spindrift spray from a psychic sea, which is a cool name. Yeah, but also it's a lot of S's and P's. It's it a is. a lot of, yeah. like, I don't know. It sounds very, yeah, it sounds but. very, you know, kind of coastal. Yeah. If, if anything. She completed that in 1974. Mm-hmm. She like, also experienced. She wants to be the new artist way. She also experienced hauntings in. 16 West 10th Street, so right next door, where she lived in the 1950s before moving to the Twain house. Mm -hmm. So, you know, was it left over? Do they follow her there? Were they already there? Are they different? They don't know. The house has been visited by multiple paranormal investigators who claimed to have sensed the presence of a lady in white, Mm -hmm. a young child, and a gray cat. Interesting. Feline ghost. Yes. This one's adorable. Now. Okay. This is what happened to make this residence... Famous, it put it on the map. Okay, so and before it was just like JV style haunting. Like, yeah, Mark Twain, very cool. Still, we're, we're it's going, New York City. There's ghosts everywhere, baby. I don't know if the hauntings play into this at all. Okay. Some say that it has. Okay. But this is where we go into full on mm. true crime mode. I mm. mean, we're going mm. full on. I mean, we're, yes. we're going into... New York City, yes. 1987, oh, which baby. is perfect. Ooh, crime mama. is Ooh. crime is 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 like it's so t- terrible and yeah. awful. But it really, I mean, it hit like a lot of different apexes mm-hmm. in the 80s. New York City. I mean, the economy was like it's be- you know it's better, it's worse. I don't mm-hmm. know. Where's you know Reaganomics trickle down economics, mm-hmm. which was great. Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone benefited from that. Everyone loved it. They thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a really great time, mm-hmm. except for people who were Everybody. not rich. Were Literally, not rich. most people. Now, I'm familiar with this not by the the gentleman, but by his wife in this mm. because her name. I was like, I remember this name. But this is going to be a little story about Joel Steinberg. Joel Steinberg was a criminal defense attorney, Mm -hmm. successful, Mm -hmm. you know. He was accused of murdering and was convicted of manslaughter in the December, uh, November 2nd, 1987 death of six-year-old girl Elizabeth Lisa was her nickname. I don't know okay. why they got that. This is and another name. With another uh, name. he and his living partner, or what wasn't his wife, had a Nussbaum. That's how. Yes. Do you know? Okay, yes, so okay, yes, there yes. we go. Okay, because I was like, I know his name, and I was like, it's all clicking. This yes. is horrible. This is this is horrifying. This is really this is pretty unrelenting. This it's, becomes it becomes very dark. You will be angry. Yeah, at you this. are not gonna like. After this, you're not gonna want to like talk to people. No, maybe. this is not. You're uh, not gonna. This is bad. Yeah. This is this is this is a bad mm-hmm. one. You know, and I try to put myself like what is, you know, a criminal defense attorney mm-hmm. in the, you know, kind of late get into the late 80s. Mm-hmm. 
power, money, stress, mm-hmm. New York City, drugs, mm. which are running, you know, yeah, crack cocaine is filled with cocaine. Crack is, is you know, mm-hmm. becoming or is already an epidemic. Yeah. And this all makes for a nice, a, a nice cocktail of crime. So the thing is, this was their adopted daughter, mm-hmm. but he, they were not their rightful adoptive parents of Lisa mm-hmm. because the mother was like, hey, I'm going to pay you money as an attorney yeah. to find like a, they wanted like a nice Roman Catholic mm-hmm. family to yeah. adopt her. Wholesome. Pocketed the money and just kept her. Yeah. Like we're already starting off in a really disturbing dark place. Just was like, oh, well, you know, we like almost like an accessory. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I need to have a kid. I mean, I need to. And. This woman was like, here, can you find a good home? He's like, yeah, I'm an attorney. And he's like, why don't I just, why don't I just keep, keep her? her? We don't have any kids running around here. Right. For good reason. Yeah, for great reason. For very good reason. He was accused of striking her in the head. Mm-hmm. It's going to, I could read you all the details, but striking her in the head mm-hmm. in a crack drug fueled rampage because yeah. he was a, a freebasing. Yeah. He would come and go from the house. Mm-hmm. Freebasing allegedly or whatever, probably did abusing Hedda Nussbaum, mm-hmm. who was had her own things going on. Yeah. Oh, boy. The story of also her and her what, what is what is her level of responsibility or her mm-hmm. level of criminality yeah. in this is has been debated Definitely. and is still debatable. Yeah. And depending I- on who you ask, you know, there's articles like, are we ready to forgive Hedda Nussbaum? Mm-hmm. And that's really depending on, you know, what you, you, where what, you stand, what where you stand, Absolutely. who you are. So he hit Lisa, who was freebasing, came home. He would come and go from the house a lot, mm-hmm. score, whatever he was doing, hit Lisa for whatever whatever reason, mm-hmm. and was gone, and Hedda Nussbaum was there for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything. Nothing, yeah. Did nothing. This is, this is the part of it where I'm like, in those 10 hours, like what? It's, almost, it's like the Lululemon thing where it's like, there's this amount of time or someone who's dying is sitting with someone who's not dying. What happened? So I try to put myself in the place of, for a second, like what that must be like. And mm-hmm. I can't pretend to imagine. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is think like, well, why wouldn't somebody do something? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to assume it's because not be, I'm going to assume I'm going to take the fact that you're like, you're enjoying this out of it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to take that out of it. I'm going to say is it's, Fear, because mm-hmm. if you have to say, you know, hello, 911, yeah. my adoptive daughter is here and she is dying, you have to answer questions. Yeah, you have you, to answer to somebody. You have to you, answer to somebody and, you know, and you feel the guilt, the shame, the fear, the repercussions. Absolutely. You know, even though you're- It you makes know, it real, even though it's obviously real, but it makes it, I think when other people are involved, especially in an abusive home like this, like with any abusive home, it's like bringing people in illuminates exactly what's happening and it is yeah. not good. So, and if not, if, if Hedda Nussbaum was like, had done something, mm-hmm. the girl would be alive. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it's not like, uh, you know, well, she got hit got decapitated. Yeah. It's, okay. Obviously it's like there's it's nothing done, you can over, do. No. Someone is dying next to you. Like yes. someone slowly in a, a room with someone you're supposed to be taking care of as an adult woman a child is dying and you just sit there. Yeah. And again, we don't know what happened. Like there's so many things we can talk about with like their dynamic, the abuse, et cetera. But oh my God, like the horror. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Are we due for a, a break? I feel like. Uh, yeah. How about we take a break? Give yourself like a nice deep breath. Yeah. Take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. And we'll be back shortly. Yeah. All right, so we all know dating is extremely difficult. I should definitely know because I found love on national television in front of millions of people. Hey guys, this is Kendall Long and I'm starting a new podcast called Down to Date. We have bars and apps for dating, so why not do it on a podcast? We bring in two complete strangers to see if they are down to date. We ask questions you would never want to ask on a first date. Questions like, who did you vote for during the last presidential election? Or what was your first sexual experience like? We also have very heated debates. Debates like, is it justifiable to murder a murderer? Very lighthearted, you know, your very typical first date conversation. Our first episode drops on September 17th, so please make sure do not miss it. You want to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out Down to Date and see if people can fall in love on a podcast. And we are back. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon. Oh, I'm just going to get it out. I, I want to get back Let's into this. Yeah. But we, uh, bonus episodes, mm-hmm. uh, patreon.com slash ghost town pod. It helps us. We, uh, we are editing. We outsource. Yeah. And we also, you know, have bonus episodes you can mm-hmm. listen to. They're there right now. You can listen to all of them. And it, yeah. plus it just helps us. We're submitting to some festivals and we have other costs. Yeah. So if you want to help and, you know, if you're just like, I just want to help support this podcast, that's where the that's where the money, that's where the, the $2 a month is going yeah, or the $1 really or the 50 cent or five, whatever exactly. you feel like there's no, there's no pressure sure to do it. But they, uh, we, uh, there are bonus episodes if you're like, I ran out episodes, mm-hmm. but after this episode, you only have to wait till Friday mm-hmm. for another one because right. we have fail Friday. Oh, it's going to be so failing. Yeah. It's going to be, Fail-less. it's going to be, it'll start your weekend off right or wrong, depending yeah, on how, exactly. uh, and you're how going to need it. I mean, after this episode, mm-hmm. we're going to get a little lighter. Yeah. On and, Friday. and if you want to rate and review on iTunes mm-hmm. or Castbox, it, it helps us out. Cause it we're, really does. we're at a 4.0. Not bad. Yeah. That's um, straight A's. That's yeah, it's a straight A minuses, B pluses, <laughs> uh, but it helps if you, you know, and it, 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 we appreciate it for better or for worse. We appreciate you you taking the time and and if you giving us your opinion, and you can also message us on Instagram, which is yeah. Ghost Town Pod. Yes, please message us. We love hearing from you guys. We love suggestions. We love feedback. We love your experiences of places that we talk about, especially. This place that we're talking about right now, I think a lot of people that I know live pretty close to there. I think yeah. it still exists. It still it it, mm-hmm. it exists, and we're gonna get back into it. Okay. I know, but I, we need episodes like this. Like, yeah. This is where we're telling you how it is. This you know, is, yeah. and, and it's part of you know the vast scope of what we cover. You know, well, and, and this I think is one of those cases that. With the news cycle, you know, because we, I think we, obviously we take it for granted. But the 24 hour news cycle is, it wasn't always there. No. But it's been around for a long enough time. And this is one of those cases that really hit the news cycle kind of early on where mm-hmm. people were following it up and covering it up. And then there was the court cases were being mm-hmm. followed. So this is definitely a, a predecessor of a lot of things that we see and take for granted for watching a documentary. Yeah, definitely. Or, or whatever. So, you know, back then, like you had to like, you know, wait to the seven o'clock news or, yeah. or, you know, 11 o'clock news or for updates. Yeah. Or like and now we have paper the next day and it might not even be reported adequately, really. Yeah. In, in, in a timely way or, mm-hmm. you know, social, there's no social media. And, uh, you know, I, I re- you know, this is the kind of case that I remember because the name Hedda Nussbaum was, mm-hmm. it's a name that you, you remember. Mm-hmm. It's almost, 
it's like very kind of stereotypical or it's mm-hmm. very New York. Yeah, uh, very and, New York. It's also like she is the great, you know, like we don't know. She was, we'll, we'll talk about her role, really. Yeah. So their, I say adoptive daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I not it's technically. So, it's like. Oh. Uh, just for, for information purposes, died at St. Vincent Hospital after being removed from life support on November 4th, mm-hmm. 1987, three days after being transported from the apartment the the house of death mm-hmm. uh, as has been titled they also mitchell was also a younger another child adopted by steinberg who was 18 months old at the time of lisa's death mm-hmm. and uh, steinberg's partner had a nussbaum both the boy and nussbaum showed sign of physical abuse mm-hmm. and nussbaum's uh, battered unkept appearance so it was a little yeah. bit of mental there's yeah this is a mental i remember too some details of it being just like like all of these bruises and like yeah the house being like gross Gro- yes no yeah because you think like oh well this you know defense attorneys mm-hmm. living in you know, yeah, Greenwichfield's yeah, yeah hot shot and probably you know a lot of the money was going towards whatever was going towards but a lot of it was drugs and mm-hmm. you know a very addict you know what I mean like yeah. uh, daily by daily I don't mean once daily I mean yeah, it's just like it's a, just constant, a constant yeah mm-hmm. and that's kind of when that is the number one thing, things yeah. like health and uh, yeah. being things kept up are go, go by yeah. the go by the wayside. In exchange for her testimony against Steinberg, Nussbaum was not prosecuted. But so technically, it's like yes, Steinberg hit her, mm-hmm. but Nussbaum's neglect is what l- killed her. Led to her death. That's well, mm-hmm. that's that's what I like. That's what's being put out there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of what we were just talking about before we started recording this with "I Love You Now Die." If you guys have seen that documentary, it's really like who is at fault when all of these things precipitate a tragedy? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. At Steinberg's trial, his defense said that Nussbaum's extensive injuries, which include severe damage to the face, Mm -hmm. permanent spinal damage. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't that didn't limit her from moving and walking. It didn't Mm -hmm. keep her like reclusive or anything like that will resulted from a consensual sadomasochistic, uh, sadomasochistic relationship between mm-hmm. the two. So yeah, I, I don't know. I can't speak for the codependency on that level. Her attorneys claimed that remaining with him while he beat her was a sign of battered woman syndrome, mm-hmm. Stockholm, like some kind of yeah, syndrome. It's like, it's also like an abusive relate, like a pretty big benchmark of an abusive relationship. Yeah. Yeah. The codependency. For pretty, yeah. Not, that's not new. Yeah. You know, that's not, not hard to believe. It's, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any real like, conspiracy with that. They were unable to convict Steinberg on the most serious charge of second degree murder in New York state. In New York state at the time, first degree only applied to those who killed police officers or wow. committed murder while already serving a sentence for previous murder, which is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's specific. It seems like it wouldn't. Yeah. So pretty much second degree murder is it's going to start at second degree. Yeah. For the most case, because yeah. that those are pretty kind of extenuating circumstances. The jury had convicted him of the second most serious charge, first degree manslaughter. So now we're going into manslaughter, okay. and but that's first degree. Yeah. Then the, he was sentenced to the maximum of that time, eight and a third to 25 years in prison. On two occasions, he was denied parole, mainly because he never expressed remorse. That's the big thing about him. He never... Yeah. This guy is like a legit... Horrible, just horrible a bad, like, and I don't know if it's if it's the personality plus the effect on drugs, mm-hmm. or it's just narcissism. Yeah, you know, or it's just you don't want to admit that. I don't know, whatever the case may be, because it's it, and I, maybe he, you're so narcissistic that you're like, well, if I don't ever admit to it, I'll never publicly because i'm sure he was like i was a defense attorney which has got to really got to yeah. burn when you're sitting there yeah on the other side on the, the other table, side I, and i feel like you know and, and i don't know if his 
personality, you know, kind of precipitated it or it was the drugs or both or it's just like either way, this is the kind of guy he was. But regardless, never express remorse. Yeah. And that's, again, what makes Hedda Nussbaum yeah. more interesting because she was really this gray area. Whereas just, he was yeah. just like a trashy, trashy, horrible disgusting yeah human he did on june 30th 2004 he was paroled under the state's good time law mm-hmm. which mandates the release of inmates who exhibit good behavior while incarcerated after serving as little as two-thirds the God. maximum said yeah yeah he in you know in spite of his good behavior he spent most of his imprisonment at new york state's supermax prison the mm-hmm. southport correctional facility presumably prevent him from being attacked by other inmates. If you're in Supermax, you're like, yeah, that's like, you're a terror, you're a terrorist, you're a domestic terror, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're a serial killer. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like general population. Yeah. And that wasn't because of him. It's because he's so reviled. Yeah. That he's the, in danger. So he needs to be protected. By yes. Uh, yeah. So that's why he's mm-hmm. in the, the, the stronger prison. Yeah. After his release, he moved to Harlem. He kind of like tried working in construction. He was a disgraced, disbarred lawyer. Of course. Trying to get work doing like kind of legal work, like kind of, you know, off the book. Because I mean, I mean, I guess. Freelance paralegaling. Whatever he could, which is, you know, he really can't technically give out. I don't know where that puts you as far as if you're a. Yeah, you're a legit. Consultant. Not on the bar. bar. So, you know, the New York Post had uh, kind of like a somewhat of an update, but he is pariah. Mm Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. And, yeah, and has not changed. So. It's not like he went on to, he's a pariah. He has been known to hit up strangers for cigarettes and Wi-Fi connections. Well, I mean, that that's, it's tough out there. Yeah. I mean, you, Starbucks, you can't hit up all the Starbucks at once. No. You got to rotate, get some Wi-Fi. He will shuffle around corner to ask the neighborhood produce vendor for handouts of rotting fruit and vegetables so he can use God. it as fertilizer on the garden outside. His ground floor apartment. God, apartment again. There's a quote from him. You have to remember I'm a pariah. So it's not that easy for me. Oh. Yeah. You want empathy? Yeah. Okay. Well, if if you go out there and put a picture of me in the paper, Mm -hmm. I can't take a subway for two weeks because some fat person will decide to say, I know you. You're a piece of SH. It's edited out here. I will not swear. And then I turn around and he punches me in the F King nose. I don't know why it's some. The thing is, he's like now fat shaming yeah like that's it's an interesting it's like how about you just give a quote without uh, being yeah. awful you can't stop being awful okay keep uh, being it gets awful. worse it okay. gets yep. it gets it gets worse on the 30th anniversary of of lisa's death he remains remorseless denying any guilt for any of her life here's his quote Are you ready yeah what did she die of she died of pulling the plug he said yeah, uh, referring to getting taken off lights. Somebody punched this guy in the nose till he has no nose and he bleeds uh, out. You, you, I don't care what your weight is. He even claims that he can cu- he can't come to grips with Lisa's death because it's just too painful for him. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sure, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. One of the things I do, and instead of suppressing the memory, is I keep the memory alive. Oh good. And what I notice, and what people have pointed out to me, I speak as if Lisa were alive. I don't accept her loss. I don't accept it as a loss. I accept it. As a memory. Oh, what a choice that you got to make. What a beautiful yeah. choice that you had a decision to make in your life that you get to live. He was asked if he had anything he wished to say to Lisa. And he answered in this kind of cold, sarcastic tone. He would say to Lisa, this would be this. This is a quote. Yeah, I'd never kill you again. And I'd never beat you up every day. And I'd never make you a torture tot in a house of horror. 
That's something he said during a 1997 parole hearing. Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And a little on Head and Nussbaum because she's a separate case. Yeah. Okay. So Head and Nussbaum didn't notify authorities according to her at one at one side mm-hmm. because Steinberg had supernatural healing powers. So she was like, oh, idiots. Mm-hmm. He'll just use his supernatural healing powers. What's also interesting about her is you look at pictures of her. She, uh, and I sent you that picture. She's had, I think, a decent amount of plastic surgery. And I don't know if that's part of her wanting to change how she looks for whatever reason, or it's Mm -hmm. part of her. She's obviously a victim, but also where do you, where do you stop being a victim and you have to like do something about it, which, because he would like come and go from the house, but it's not like he would, be back every five minutes. Yeah. He was gone for, it was 10 hours. This. this is the thing too. It's like, fine, you can be tortured by your part. Like when the fact that she was also the guardian of two other children, it's like, no, you can't. Yeah. You so can't. she, yeah. And you know, I mean, what's her involvement with drugs? Probably, probably some, yes, probably, probably some. probably some was, you know, who knows what, how she felt in that situation. Mm-hmm. But when the cops show up yeah. and now you're getting hauled off, then you're like, wait a minute, here's, Oh, mm-hmm. hold on. I'm a, a prisoner here, mm-hmm. you know, and if, if the cops never showed up, like wh- where would it end? It would, yeah. it would never end. I mean, yeah. Yeah, eventually, you know, the, they, you know, they took her to the hospital and it was t- too little too late. But I mean, I don't know, would he die of a, I mean, obviously he is still alive now, Yeah. you know, not, not flourishing, but he's really no worse for the wear. So mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know, obviously when you get, you know, when you go to Supermax, you're not doing crack or mm-hmm. you're not doing cocaine anymore. Yeah. So he survived that and they both you know, survived that. I think she has maybe a, you know what I mean? Like when you yeah, have like a book a and I understand yeah. that, like you have a book and maybe you got to pay some debts and stuff like that. But the fact that you're like profiting off of this trash, making a buck off, caused, yeah, is, is uh, yeah. Unless all the money is going to, yeah, you to know, recuperate. Use yeah. Yeah. Recuperate because, you know, so, you know, you listen to a lot of these things that it's like, you have to now pay, you know, and it, reparations, you have to pay back you know people to recoup their losses that you mm-hmm. took from them but you're in prison or you're not allowed to work so yeah. how do you make that money yeah. and a lot of times so if that's the case great i don't care how it mm-hmm. gets there and if it's interesting and entertaining for people or they want to know who am i to say mm-hmm. no to that but it's like when you're making a buck off of um yeah you know it's the, deplorable it's it's, it's it's disgusting if you're making like a prof like a profit mm-hmm. off it is 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 pretty rough but if you want to see pictures of Head and Us Bomb, she just, yeah, I don't know what, what is going on with her, but she, you know, her name will be even more, because I feel like I've known Joel Steinberg. I was like, mm-hmm. I probably have known 10 Joel Steinbergs, yeah. but Head and Us Bomb, like you are yeah. not. That's the name know. of a time and a place. Yeah. That place is New York City. City. And that age is the 80s. 80s. And the house is the house of death. 